Hello and welcome to the 30th episode of When I Was Your Age, a podcast celebrating the careers, callings, and creativity of some friends of mine. I'm your host, Roland Parker, and as always, it is a joy, pleasure, and a treat to have you here. Today's guest is Hampton Dorch. I'm excited to chop it up with another podcast host. He is the uh, founder of Wake Up and Lead, Um, so we're going to talk much more about that as we bring Hampton into the stream. Before we do that, though, let's make sure we touch on our housekeeping as always. Make sure that you follow the Instagram at WIWYAPod. And thank you guys so much for the support. I'll, I do try to give you an update uh, week to week on uh, how many followers we've got. We've got 1,203, which is so great to see all the support there. Thank you so much. If you're listening for the first time, consider giving us a follow. You can do that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Podcasts. If you're more a visual person, we've got episodes on YouTube as well that you can watch. You can find the links to all those places in the link tree in the Instagram bio. But I think that's going to conclude that piece. So let's go ahead and bring Hampton in. Hampton, how's it going with you? What's up? Roland, I am I'm just fired up to be here today. I, I that that's all I have to say. I, I appreciate you having me on. It's a, absolutely, man. Glad glad to do it. Well, I'll tell you a little bit about like how I found out is like you you took a break from Instagram for for a little bit, right? I don't think I had an Instagram for like six years. Yeah, I I deleted it fully. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, well, I I love that because I I kind I I get like a recommended like person to to follow, and our and I see maybe. A, uh, an update to uh, like a Facebook like profile picture. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I wonder what Hampton's up to. And I kind of look at it a little further. I'm like, oh, he's had a podcast for a while. And I like go go and look. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just, I, I need to get him on. I need to get check up with him for one. Um, but it was it was cool to see like, oh, you've been doing this. And I just like had no clue. Made me feel bad that I like hadn't been t- like tuned into it before. Well, I, that's on me because I think I'm one of the only uh, a fun fact about me is that I got my quote start on social media through LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> a lot of people may not know that, but I deleted Instagram in college. There's a whole backstory behind that and was like, social media is terrible. I hate it all. And then I remembered my LinkedIn password because I, you know, was required to have it in college or something when I started working at my first job. And then that just led into me throwing some stuff up on there and have like grinded on LinkedIn for about two years. But finally I was like, you know what? It is time to jump back over to like Instagram and other stuff. So there's all these people that are like, dude, what I, I didn't know you were doing any of this stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's probably because you don't get on LinkedIn because you're not 40. Uh, I love that. Well, we'll we'll touch on that uh, a little bit more. Uh, I've got it up on on the screen for you guys already. But if you're not, make sure that you follow Hampton and his uh, his new Instagram uh, profile. Uh, It's up there and we'll have it in the description as well. But maybe maybe if you want to really get in touch with him, then you can go find him on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, All right. So we've got some get to know you questions. We'll, We'll dive into those. So where are you from and where do you currently live? I am from Birmingham or Vestavia, Alabama, and I live in Vestavia, Alabama. Nice. Lovely. And what do you do? We can touch on all pieces here. So I have worked for a company called Wildspark for 
really four years. I started at the beginning of 2020, and I guess technically I was in my last semester of college. Uh, great timing, you know, to graduate college. But um, I was interning here at the time, and WildSpark at the time had seven employees when I started, and there's 20 now. And we do leadership development for other organizations. And we have like a software, an app that really helps lots of different organizations develop their leaders. Because I think a lot of times people get promoted to a management role because they're really good at their job or they've been at an organization for a long time, but they're not really taught how to lead someone. And if you're going to be spending the majority of your waking hours at work, uh, I would hope that you have somebody uh, that is for you that's leading you well. And so that's what we're doing. I've been selling WildSpark for four years, and that's kind of how I got into this whole podcasting thing too. Nice. Love that. So we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit more, but but thanks for, for that. And then uh, how old are you? I'm 26. Nice. Lovely. It's a, that. So uh, I'll give you a little background. That was the quickest answer that I've gotten in like the last 10 episodes. Because it seems like around this age, everybody's like, um, twenty six. But you, you you answered very confidently. It's a you're you're like twenty six. I know it right away. Boom, bam. I, but like, I think I'm twenty six. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to double back on it and uh, and have you second guess. But 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 yeah, it, it was just funny that uh, that that I noticed that is um, it's a I've seen I've seen a lot of people. It seems to be around kind of this this blurry age of like i don't know what's going on i don't know where yeah. i am <laughs> um so i'm seeing a lot of books behind you here what uh what piece of media are you currently enjoying so book podcast music tv show anything that you're watching with uh with the spouse or, or anything like that mm. um usually while i'm editing my podcast and stuff my wife erica may have like the the bachelor on, or I never remember if it's the bachelor or bachelorette and I just make fun of it the entire time. Mm. Um, but then all of a sudden I'll find myself like, Oh, what's going to happen? I'm like, what am I doing? Um, yeah. so from a TV standpoint, uh, let's see, I've read all these books right now. I'm currently reading I'm just starting. This is called the power of moments. Uh, okay. it's going to help me a lot with my job. Um, I can't really tell you what it's about because I'm just getting into it, but it's a lot, okay. it's going to be a lot about like, customer service and creating moments for people. Uh, favorite book of all time, this tiny one, The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness. It's like $2 on Amazon, maybe 20 pages. Um, that one's always good. Nice. And then I think this this one right here, How to Lead When You're Not in Charge is by Clay Scroggins. I think for a lot of folks our age that may you know have big goals and are ambitious, but maybe they're not quite the boss yet, you know, uh, sure. that's going to be really helpful. So, I mean, I, I could talk about these all day long, nice. but gotcha. No, I, I, I love that. So I'm seeing a lot that are, that are kind of central um, and kind of leaning into that, that leading component, anything that that's outside of that, or do you, do you have any fun reading? Um, so my wife again has told me, she's like, he, you, you should explore outside of sort of the, the self-help realm. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and so I would say probably another book I'm reading right now is practicing the way by John Mark Comer. It's his brand new book. Um, he wrote The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And I mean, that that's super good. So I'm like, even though that I wouldn't put it in the self-help category because it's like a Christian book, but it's still yeah. like a 
self-improvement book. And so yeah. there's not really a whole it's lot adjacent. of fiction or anything going on. I would say the funnest book that I have read would be the one, the yellow one up here. It's called Fans First. It's by the owner, founder and owner, Jesse Cole uh, of the Savannah Bananas. And oh. he talks about his story. And I mean, but it still kind of like translates back to like business and then customer service and all that. That book is sick though. I love the bananas. <laughs> nice. Yeah. The, definitely cool. I saw on their socials recently, they had John Cena uh, doing yeah. that, which was really cool. Um, yeah. Talk about just like one of the more interesting stories, like in like sports and like branding too, like very, very, very interesting group. Like I, I'm so enthralled, like anytime they like come across like my pages and, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're pretty cool. Um, I, I kind of, started fangirling over them when I something happened that was this is like a humble flex but when I was like very early in my podcast I like shot a DM to Jackson Olson who he plays third base for them he's like all over TikTok guys that like are like guys guys that play baseball and stuff like you know probably make fun of him I think he's super cool mm -hmm. um but he plays on there and has like a million followers on everything and it's just like an awesome he loves like the greatest showman so anyways, I, he came on my podcast and it was awesome. I was like, Oh, this is super cool. And so ever since then, I'm like, I love the bananas. I want yeah. to play for them one day, even though I'm terrible at baseball. <laughs> nice. Uh, that, that's great. Well, well, that's cool to, to get that connection there. I like that. We, we looped it back around to the podcast too. That's, that's great. Um, what's something that you'd consider a luxurious necessity? Luxurious necessity. Wow. It's a, that's a great question. Um, I can give you some prompts too. Like, I'll give you some prompts. Give me some prompts. So for the one that I always go to is a nice cup of coffee. Like I, it, it kind of blurs the line for me of what is integrated into my routine and like I could technically do without it, but I'm still going to make sure that it's incorporated in some way. Uh, I've heard uh, people say like technology, like um, uh, last episode, it, which is not out yet um, at the time of recording, but uh, Wesley, he, he said his like Apple, like um, uh, I forget the I forget the term for, for it, but like the watch, the AirPods, the yeah. the MacBook, the phone, like the the environment, the the ecosystem of that. He's like, I use it. I use it for work every day. It's like a really big piece of like my professional life and personal. Um, so I want it to be upgraded and nice. So I, I make sure that I'm pretty like current with that. Um, but yeah, yeah. to say cars as well um, for like. I mean, if I'm going to be spending a lot of time on 280 or wherever, I want to make sure that it's at least a nice environment uh, that, that I'm sitting in. So does that spark up anything for you? Yes. Um, mine would at this point in time fall into like the fitness bucket. Like I've got a watch, it's a Garmin and not necessary. You don't need a, a nice Garmin to run, but of course I got like the newest one because I just thought it was sick and wanted a lot. And then I hesitate with sharing this because I think that people that are really trying to get into fitness usually look to buy some sort of a supplement. And I think that supplements are 2% at most of like success in mm -hmm. the fitness world. But once you get the foundations right and, you know, workouts and everything, then th they can certainly be helpful. So yes. like, I, I don't shy away from buying like, a bunch of like Nick bear stuff at bear performance nutrition, like a lot of that. So, so that that's not necessary by any means, but I, I don't shy away from, from that stuff. I get you. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think when it comes to fitness, a lot of the components and pieces are like 
building blocks first and then like you can get a little further into the optimization of you know like all right let, let's let's throw in some of the, the the extra pieces here like do i really need a pre-workout or like what and like all, all of that mm. kind of stuff yeah like the most important piece is like are you are you moving um but then like you know figure it out from there a lot of people like to argue uh, on like oh like you got to do this kind of split or like yeah, like if you're if you're doing if you're doing chest only or so it's it's very interesting to to hear people talk about it but just like go at least move first and then figure it out from there yeah no i mean you you can you can get in the best shape of your life by picking up a rock and walking up a hill like (laughs) so you know if you if you want to get in really good shape move more eat less um and that's it (laughs) or you might need to eat more depending on your situation but yeah yeah anyways it's a yeah see see a nutritionist um and and a coach about it if if you're really interested we're not we're not professionals there we'll uh (laughs) we'll leave that to them um do you have any bits that you're doing so running jokes maybe uh humor that you have kind of only for yourself or inside jokes uh with close friends significant other anything like that oh my gosh um oh that's hilarious i've just not even been asked that before dude this is great uh because i know you have you have two daughters right yes okay so i've just had my first daughter and like i'm already just turning into like a a a freaking dad like where i'm just Mm -hmm. anything that i do is probably not that funny but like i think it's funny or my wife and i might think it's funny like this is so dumb and i cannot believe i'm even saying this but it's the first thing that came to my mind my daughter's name she's like four months old her name is mary collins double name yes of course we live in the south like you know yeah mary mary collins double name after she takes a bath every night and i'm like putting her down to put her clothes on there's a mirror right in front of there and one day um i looked at her in the mirror and i was like hey it's carrie mullins uh instead of mary collins and for some reason i thought it was so funny so now every (laughs) night we like just because she's backwards in the mirror and it's Again, it's not funny, and there's probably a lot of people like clicking off of this podcast as I'm sharing this. <laughs> but like that, I, I don't. I wouldn't say I'm like a funny guy, but that's what I laugh about. Yeah, these days. <laughs> I I I love that. Well, I so I'll, I'll share one that I've been doing recently with my kids. Is like, um, we frequently take them to uh to the childcare, like at the gym. So like Tabby will take them in the morning, and I take them in the afternoon after I'm wrapped up with work. And, um, on, on my way back in, I started doing this. I don't, I don't have a good reason for it, but like, it's, it's funny to me now and I'm going to keep doing it is as we are pulling like into our neighborhood, like we're on like our main road and like, we're about to like make the turn in. I start like chanting. I'm like neighborhood, neighborhood. And, <laughs> and they just join in and, and do it. And like, when we like finally make the turn in and we're like, yay, is there like, it's, I don't know. I don't know why, but I, but like, I think that there's something really funny and important about like doing silly stuff that doesn't mean, mean anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, that's been, that's been fun. I've been, that's when I've been enjoying a lot lately. Oh man, that's good. Yeah. People that, that don't have kids right now are probably like, what in the world? What? That. <laughs> Yeah, it's a exercise your bits, everybody. It's if you if you got one or you're you're interested in trying one out, just just do it. It 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 uh it won't cost you anything. Um, so uh, I've been enjoying asking this question too because we take all the answers and compile them into a playlist, so you can go back and find it. But um, 
given the opportunity to replace the national anthem with any song on your playlist, what would that be? And tell me a little bit about that. Oh, wow. Give me some, give me like a couple answers people have sure. said. I, I just want to hear. All right. So here, here's kind of how people have generally taken it. We go for kind of the, the funnier route. Um, so Lily Willingham, um, she, she said uh, it would still be the national anthem, but only the, um, only the version as performed by Fergie in the NBA finals, uh, which was, you know, you know, pretty, pretty famously terrible. Yes. Um, and stuff like that. So I think, I think that is uh, one route that you could go. I had, I asked my college professor this one time and he said, uh, this land is your land by Woody Guthrie. So it was like, okay, nice. That's very in tune with some of the patriotic themes. It's uh, and kind of diverts like in your own way. There's the environmental piece too. Um, so it's it I liked his answer a lot because it, it wasn't just straight up silly. Um, but um, but yeah, I've also had like my humps by the Black Eyed Peas was one of the first answer that answers that we got. So generally too, I, I think about if I was at a sporting event. And that you know we're called to to rise for the national anthem. What would be the funniest thing that I could hear over the stadium speakers? Um, and Got generally, it. so I I think of that a lot. But like I don't want to I don't want to commit you to to the silly corner. If you feel something that would be an a genuine good answer too, then I'd I'd love to hear that as well. All right, I have it. I just told you I'm not funny, and I'm steering away from the funny route here. The answer to, to my question is for two reasons. One, I think it has even more meaning than the national anthem and two you know this from high school i'm like a music harmony mm. junkie and so this song is is like the best in the world at like being able to sound really good the doxology would be my answer for sure oh love it any any particular uh, version that that, that you kind of look to um no particular version oh oh because oh because you have to you have to put it on a playlist it's a it's a, it's a, well, it's a, I'll find wh wh whichever one, but like, I want to, I want to know if there, if there's one that you kind of like resonate with a little bit more. Um, th this has, I, I don't want to discriminate by any means. So anyone listening, please do not be offended, but particularly, I don't know the version, but I would love like a massive men's choir singing oh, it. Nice. Yeah. So that, what uh, it, where I'm sure that's somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a absolutely. We'll we'll be on the on the lookout and kind of kind of filter through the versions there. I love that. And then last question is, how do we know each other? How do we know each other, man? Where do we start? Let's see. I I mean, my dude. I'm sorry if you get this wrong. I feel like my first memory would be I came to Vestavia in seventh grade. Mm -hmm. Our middle school was called Pazitz. Weird name. Um, and I just remember running cross country slash track and you were in eighth grade. So I was a year behind you. And I remember first meeting you there. And then like in high school, I, I feel like that continued. And then I also remember you doing choir at some point. And mm -hmm. we, I mean, just, just knowing you from, from school really. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I'll the Bible study we did, um, which I probably knew all the right answers to, but wasn't living out at the time. Um, sure maybe ju my junior year your senior year or so no my sophomore yeah. year junior year at the yogurt lab maybe mm -hmm. <laughs> it's I, I distinctly remember doing that it was kind of started or maintained at least by uh Corey and mac yes um, and, it, and it, i felt like a certain responsibility to to carry that on um 
uh, like after after they graduated. But yeah, um, I I just remembered what you said about choir. So I hadn't I hadn't done choir until my senior year. I like didn't didn't have any fine art credits. So I was like, dang, what can I what could I cram in? Um, and men's choir was like a half credit um, that you could do like during during like a lunch period. So like all of the other seniors like who had like you know stayed on top of their stuff like they were getting their extra long lunch like in on like the senior patio and stuff and then i had to cut mine short so i go do men's choir but but because of that i got to go to new york and like perform at carnegie hall which is like super cool and i I loved getting that experience and it was just like a fun trip in general to to go kind of in that setting but yeah we were we were roommates and on that trip yes yes that's right dude Love that. It's been a long time, man. You know, I've been, <laughs> it's, I've been yeah, through a lot. But that was seriously amazing. That was a great trip. That was a great trip. I I, I loved it. That's that's awesome. Well, that I, that's great. That just kind of came like flooding flooding back to me, like in in talking about it. I I didn't I did it wasn't at the the forefront of my mind until you said choir, and I was like, it was like that's a raven, like the like vision, like bleeding in. I love that. Dude, I haven't been to New York, I guess, since what? That was either 20, that was probably 2015. So it's almost been 10 years since I've been. And the last time I, I went was with you and you were my roommate. How special that's, is that? that? That's awesome. That That's so cool. I, I also have not been back since then, really, um, which I guess means that my 10 year like high school reunion is coming up soon, which Uh-oh. is uh that's a yeah, that's a that's a jarring thing to to think about. I don't even know what it looks like. I'd like to be involved in in some way in planning and facilitating that. I think that'd be fun. Um, okay, well let's let's dive into your your story uh, a little bit. Let's um, uh, it's, uh, my first question is uh, is I've got is how'd you get started with your podcast? But uh, you mentioned Wild Spark and that kind of piqued my interest. So tell me tell me a little bit about Wild Spark because it, to me it seems like that leads into how you got started with the podcast, but let's start there. You're exactly right. Landing at Wild Spark out of college, I say is I'll have to be very careful because aside from coming to know the Lord, meeting my daughter for the first time, marrying my wife, I really have a hard time thinking of maybe anything in my life that I'm more grateful for in my extended family. So top five best thing that's ever happened to me, Wild Spark is in that top five. And Mm -hmm. I interned there in 2020 in my last semester of college and then when covid hit i wanted to work here so bad but we were a startup and obviously the world was kind of shutting down and so it's kind of a a fun uh joke now but i stayed on as a quote extended expanded intern where essentially i worked 40 hours a week for 10 bucks an hour and i don't regret it at all because i was like i want to stay here so i did that for three months and then i was about to get married in like two weeks and i was like hey do I have like a job here? And then they like fully brought me on and it's been like amazing ever since I've done a couple of different roles here. Um, but, but again, we do leadership development. We've done a lot of work with Chick-fil-A over the years. They're in the business of people and they do it through chicken sandwiches. If anyone's wondering why is Chick-fil-A so successful? Yes, their food is really good, but it's literally all about people, leadership and culture. That's it. That's like Mm -hmm. the difference between them and everyone else. And so, um, done a lot of work with them. And then, um, really every other industry. And so I've been just hearing about leadership, leadership, leadership. And um, I personally working at WildSpark have been poured into a lot because you would hope that if we are helping other organizations develop their current and future leaders, we were doing that ourselves. And so 
as I looked around at my organization as now we have, you know, 20 people and I saw my manager and his manager and his manager, which was, you know, our CEO, I felt like they were truly advocating for me and cared as much, if not more about my success than theirs. And they genuinely were servant leaders to me. And that was like, wow, leadership is not just standing in front of a room, like motivating, inspiring people. It's putting others above yourself and mm -hmm. helping them be the best versions of themselves. And so I experienced that. But for four years now, I've been on calls like this where I'm talking to an HR leader. And again, I said this earlier, they've, they've promoted people to manager because they grew really fast. So the person knows a lot about the thing. And they're basically what's happening is they're asking a star quarterback to become head coach. And those things typically don't transfer. Mm -hmm. And so then all of a sudden you have someone showing up to work with a manager who probably has hopefully good intentions, but they just have no idea how to handle conflict and give feedback and build trust and lead a team and have emotional intelligence and all those things. So you asked me how I started my podcast. I'm, I'm now going on a rant about Wilds Park here, but all that said, I, I came to realize you don't have a shot at leading other people one day. If you don't know how to lead yourself, mm -hmm. it's, you've got to know how to lead yourself in order to lead others. Because if you're not leading yourself, you're not going to be worth following, you know? And so I started thinking at the time of, uh, of my podcast, I, I wasn't in like a, a leadership, a formal leadership position at work. And so I was like, well, personally, I want to be ready for when I step into that spot, because I think a lot of times people are, are killing it in high school and college and they do SGA and extracurricular activities and sports. And then you start your job and you're at the bottom of the totem pole and you spend three to four to five to six to seven years just kind of doing the thing. And by the time you end up in a manager role, you've probably forgotten some of that, mm. that youth and that enthusiasm that you once had. And then the cycle continues. And so for me, as we're in this in-between stage, I was like, let's maximize this time of being responsible for no one other than ourselves and learn how to lead ourselves so that when we get in, into a leadership role, we'll be able to lead other people better. And so that's where my podcast is now. It is truly to help ambitious young professionals learn to lead themselves so that one day they can lead other people in and outside of work. Nice. I, I love that. And yeah, it's something that you, you mentioned really uh, resonated with me for the, for the thought of I, um, in working at summer camps, I feel like I developed a lot of leadership qualities. I think like when you, when you work in that environment, especially, you know, outside with kids, um, in, you know, in, in some spaces that require, um, you know, it's require leadership qualities. Like you got to keep them safe. You got to keep the activity moving. You got to be fun while you're doing it. Um, it, uh, it, it requires some skill and it's a muscle that you have to flex and grow and, and, and develop. Um, but it can, it can atrophy too. Like you, like you mentioned, like the people who started out, um, doing like SGA and all of these stuff, they're really plugged in, really involved leading in a lot of different capacities. Um, but then, you know, you, you hit uh, adult life and you're at the bottom of the totem pole again. Um, then, if you're not doing something to maintain it, at least, then it's it can be hard to step in and be like, oh shoot, I'm maybe not as good at this as I as I once was. Um, which is, you know, it's I, I don't think that we anticipate that. We we think that we're, you know, gonna get gonna be leading in this in the same capacity as we always have, which is which is great. So tell me then what are, what are some strategies that you would help employ with like a client? Like, like here, here's some things that we can help to 
grow that if you've never had it or reignite it if if you lost it. Yeah. So WildSpark, we have an app and an online platform. And, you know, if an organization is thinking, okay, we need to develop our leaders, there's a couple things they might do. They might spend a lot of time, energy, effort, and resources developing some sort of program on their own. And if they pull that off, then that can be great because maybe it's like customized to like their organization and mm. their values and everything. And in a perfect world, you have all the money and time and resources and you can make that. A lot of times that's not an option or unfortunately they try to do it and it, maybe it, it isn't that good and it doesn't work. So that's one option. Another option might be, hey, we're going to hire a, a coach or a consultant. But a lot of times that's expensive and that ends up being someone that is primarily working with executives, which is great. Um, but I think the the layer of an organization that you have got to hit is those those middle managers because mm -hmm. they're having to lead up and they're having to lead down too middle managers high potentials as well as you if you can because i i don't want my listeners of, of wake up and lead to rely on their organization to develop them mm -hmm. i want them to to lead themselves but in a perfect world you're working at an organization that expects you to to learn and grow. And so maybe they have something like a wild spark and you're kind of doing stuff on your own. That's a perfect world. But all that said, there is way too many books, way too many podcasts, way too many Ted talks, YouTube videos. Information is not the problem. There's too much of it, but information without action is just entertainment. And mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many books or podcasts I've listened to that you kind of get that. Mm, that's good. And then you just forget about it. Or you're in the church service and you're like, man, that's good. And then you're like, I'm hungry. And then you forget about it and you go to lunch. And yeah. so what we found is, and we didn't come up with this. I mean, for, for me and you who have grown up in the church, you, you, you listen to a sermon and then you go with a small group and you talk about that because why growth happens best in the context of community. People learn best in circles, not rows. And yeah. so through WildSpark, the way that we've scaled it is an organization may have a hundred managers where once a month through an app, you know, we're in 2024. So there's micro learning where you watch a quick video that WildSpark made, and then you watch a quick clip from Ted Lasso, and then you watch a quick clip on Phil Mickelson and his, you know, commitment to excellence. And then every month you're doing just a 30 minute lesson and it's gamified. So people get competitive with each other. But then the most important part is you are put into a small group with other people in your organization to have a conversation based on what you learn. So if you go through a lesson on, okay, here's how to have a tough conversation, um, you know, as a leader, and here's some very practical resources to do that while you're going through the lesson, you're probably going to be thinking, wow, this is really good, but you're also really busy. And so what we're trying to do is say, Hey, at the end of the lesson, write down what your action step is going to be. And then at the end of the month, you're going to come together with a smaller group and actually talk about this stuff. And we've just found that that focusing on the consistency over intensity works a little bit better because mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of mountaintop experiences you could pay a couple grand to send somebody to a conference or for our listeners um in high school you could go to you know a jh ranch which which by the way i i know people have gone to that and it has had like an amazing impact like i think that like church camps and all that are amazing i've gone to them and it's been great but if you rely on the three-day weekend or the week-long trip in a beautiful place with all the aesthetics to carry you through a year, you're fooling yourself. You need something to sustain you. Um, that's yeah. like going to a workout intensive for two weeks and saying, all right, I'm good for the year. And so we will never say that like, you know, an intensive or a conference or 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 something is bad, but we really want to give people like something that takes, hey, this is one percent of your time a month. 
And if you stick to that, you will, you will slowly continue on this path of learning. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's something that, um, the, I've, I've heard you say on your podcast before, and, and I love the way that you laid it out there, uh, too, with the consistency over intensity. Um, it's something that you see in fitness a great deal is, you know, is if you're going, if you pick and find something that you can do consistently, um, you know, once a week, twice a week, whatever it is, um, then, you know, it's you, the, the growth is well sustained and it's much easier to maintain that. Um, I, I, I've seen like, you know, some scientific literature on this as well, just like the psychology of it. Um, if you, if it's something that you're maintaining versus like, all right, I'm going to go out there like once a month and I'm going to bench as much as I can. And it's like, all right, that's, that's great. But like, if you, I don't know if you, if you bench and like prioritize that like once or twice a week and did it like in a much more sustainable way, like you're going to see much higher potential than just like if you go in there every once in a while and like ego lift or, or whatever it is. Yeah. You're exactly right. And I think one of the harder parts about that is that, and especially for our generation and especially ones younger than us, it's going to be even worse. We're, we're handed all of this immediate gratification through Amazon mm -hmm. and social media. And so we've lost the art of hard work. Um, and one of my favorite, I didn't make this up. I can't remember where I heard this, but like if I had to get a tattoo, I don't have one and I probably won't get one. But if I had to get one, I might write something like, bore your way to success. That's kind of a lot of words, but I think the boring work is so powerful. If you can find a way to do the boring work in, in whatever it is, fitness or your job or your relationships, that that's what it takes. And the, the funny part is, is I think we all know what that boring work is that we need to do. Yeah. At some level, there's a lack of education with fitness stuff. Yes. I could give you some like, some like super practical tips, but at the end of the day, we're typically looking for a silver bullet or an easy button and they never exist. Mm. And the boring work is, is usually what it takes. And you've got to find a way to entertain yourself or just stay disciplined to do that boring work and whatever it is in life. And then you'll be a quote overnight success after five years. And everyone will ask you, what did you do? What was your workout routine? And it's like, man, I did the boring work. <laughs> that's a, yeah. To, uh, that That's so funny. And not to, not to fall back into the fitness comparison again, but like generally we know like what is required in order to like be in good shape. Like it's consistent work, like doing some things that are challenging, elevating your heart rate and stuff like that. And it's generally not the really off the wall, like brand new, like guys, 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 we've been, we've been doing this all wrong. What you need to do as you focus on this specific technique and like it, you do one really, really intense set of like really focusing on the negative portion of the movement. It's like, well, no, probably not. It's like, there's no magic like technique or whatever. Like you got to maintain it, do it consistently and something that you can integrate into your lifestyle. Um, so yeah, I, I love that. Um, well, all, all that to say, tell me how that led into your podcast. We're 35 minutes in and we're just now <laughs> kind of getting started with it. But I, but I, I, I think it's really important to note what all influenced the, uh, the thinking there and the, and, uh, how that came about. So tell me about it. Yeah. appreciate you asking. I started a podcast. Let's see. It was in the middle of 2022 and the original intent was to help me sell wild spark. And so what I was doing was interviewing mostly CEOs and asking them 
their take on leadership development and and the importance of it and what they're doing. And that actually ended up leading to a lot of conversations and people were buying WildSpark. And I was like, oh, this is great. Uh, but then I I was kind of like, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of podcasts that are like mine. There's a lot of leadership podcasts that are, in fact, much better than mine. And so I don't know if I'm adding an enormous amount of value to the world other than, of course, enjoying the networking and helping me with WildSpark and stuff like that. And so then I went on this stint for a little bit where I was only interviewing people in their 20s. Uh, and I was kind of talking about don't, you know, don't waste your 20s. That was sort of my thing for a little bit. And that was fine. But then I started realizing us in our 20s, there's a lot that we don't know. And there's a lot of wisdom that I might be missing out on. Mm. And so then eventually, I actually listened to this podcast, which I think you would really like. It's called Grow the Show. Um, I don't know if okay. you've heard of it, but it's a guy that talks about how to uh, make your podcast better. And he said some pretty convicting things to me uh, or to the listener that really started, that made me just think about how can, like, I, I basically asked myself the question, would I listen to my podcast? And mm. everyone that I've had a guest that's been a guest, I, I love you dearly. And you all have been great. It's, it's not you, it's me. There were some, there were some moments where I was like, I actually don't know if I, if I would listen to mine. So then I was okay. like, what would I listen to? And then I was like, well, media gratification, micro learning. We live in the world of reels and everything. So I was yeah. like, um, I'm going to do a daily podcast and what is it? And, and then I wanted to have like a little bit more structure. And so I was like, what am I passionate about? What is my life? Like I do this at wild spark. And so I basically landed on, okay, I'm a young professional. You've got to learn to lead yourself. If you want to lead other people, there's a lot of people that are in this in-between phase right now where you've graduated college. If you went, maybe you didn't go and that, that's totally fine. But you're you're like, what do I do with my life? What's my passion? What's my purpose? Am I going to start a business? Am I going to get promoted? And what, regardless of what you do, if you're not leading yourself, then 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 I don't think your future is as bright as you want it to be because I don't believe that you can just kind of stay the same. You're either growing or dying, and so I think that we need to prioritize learning and growing. And so I was like, okay, this is going to be a daily podcast for ambitious young professionals who want to learn to lead themselves. And so then um, I'm not a pastor, but I landed on um, just kind of like a, a simple framework and they all stand with the letter F um, fun, mm -hmm. you know, fun, fun letter to choose. Interesting choice. But um, on, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a five minute episode every day. Sunday is going to be on faith, Monday, family, Tuesday, fitness, Wednesday, fellowship, Thursday, future, Friday is going to be a Friday guest. And then Saturday is going to be my quote findings from my guest. And that is the framework I've landed on. I've recorded like three months worth of episodes, but we're, we're only about like two weeks in at this point, but I'm loving it. It's, it's a bunch of fun. I feel good about it. Nice. That's great. Okay. Well, tell me that uh, about the pivot. What were the, the, the challenges that you faced in like going from the original formatting to, to this new thing? Cause you, you mentioned that it's kind of recent. Um, but, but tell me about it. That, that, that seems so, so interesting. Yeah. Craig Rochelle says, if you wait for all your ducks to be in a row, it'll never happen or you'll mm -hmm. be too late. And Roland, I don't want to speak for you, but if anyone thinks that Roland or I have it all together with our podcast, because, you know, we bought a microphone and post online, we don't, we don't know what we're doing. Um, yeah, 100%. <laughs> but like, and, and so for me, it actually took me over a year and a half to get to where I actually feel like I have something that I'm like genuinely proud of. Mm -hmm. Not that I wasn't proud before, but I was like, I'm willing to put myself out there. I'm doing what I'm calling learning in public. So it's not like I'm coming on here trying to pretend to be an expert, you know, a year and a half ago or so. Um, and 
I found a lot of peace in a Winston Churchill quote where he says, in my 20s, I worried so much about what other people thought about me. In my 40s, man, I finally quit worrying what people thought about me. And then in my 60s, I realized that no one was thinking about me in the first place. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, man, you know, I, any fear I have, whatever, you know, of what someone might think of me doing a podcast, like, man, everybody's thinking about themselves. And I feel like this is something that I'm passionate about and I really want to do this. And so, um, I was on a run. That's where like all my ideas come to me. I was running one day and I just, I, it just started, it just started flowing like this idea. And really I had been thinking about this for probably two years before I even started my first podcast. I just didn't know what it was, but it took starting the podcast, learning the skill of interviewing people, learning what resonates to kind of get me here. And so you, a lot of people listening to this, maybe you're not going to start a podcast. I don't care if you start a podcast, but I think whatever it is, the thing, like stop reading books on it, stop watching YouTube videos, just start it because you'll learn way more doing that. And so for me, again, starting the podcast led to learning a lot of the different things. And then finally this idea came up and it was the last week of the year and I didn't have a ton going on at work. And so I've also done, I also have another daily podcast with my VP of operations at work where it's a five minute episode on like how to be a good leader, middle manager. It's called the leadership spark. Mm -hmm. So I've experienced doing a daily podcast there. And so I was like, you know what, let's just rip it. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna record three months worth of episodes over this two week period where I have this time window so that I can't go back. And so I just did it. I, and I, you know, wrote out all the different topics I was going to do and there, there's maybe a little bit more likes and ums than I would like in some of the episodes, but I've just found that again, by, by starting, you, you make it a lot further than thinking about all the different things that you maybe could do. And then you might end up not starting ever. Yeah. I, I totally relate to that. I was, I had been tossing around the idea for my own podcast for, for a while. And I just like felt like, ah, oh, I was like, ah, oh, we're in the middle of the move. It's hard. Like with the girls, <laughs> like, like, I, and like, uh, I had a friend, uh, Jackie, she was on the podcast pretty early on actually. And we had, we had talked about it, uh, about like the idea for the podcast. She was like, that sounds so cool. Like you should do it. And like, uh, a couple of months later we started, we were talking about something else and she was like, Hey, like, are you, are, are you like still going to do that? Like, I, like checking in. And it was, it, it was really, really nice um, for for her to be able to like check in and say like uh, offer that up because I was a little bit paralyzed too in in the thought of like I I need to make sure it's it 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 looks this good or is whatever and then I was like no like what's more important to me like creating something that uh, like just period like at all or like making it completely perfect like and like never never coming to fruition. Um, so it's it it's reassuring that you you had a little bit of that experience as well because I, I don't know but, but after having that conversation with Jackie it uh, it helped me I was like all right I'm gonna go buy a mic and I'm gonna buy a webcam um, and then from there that that helped me because uh, like within the next week I was like all right I'm gonna start reaching out to people and and seeing if yeah. they would be a guest and then, then like get on Canva do like some of the um, so some of the graphics and stuff it was like it it was helpful it can be really hard to get that going initially. So I, I loved what you, you said about um, making that happen. Um, so 
gosh, that the the daily piece and like planning like so far in advance with like all of the different content, I feel like I would run out of stuff to talk about. So like, how did you, was there any kind of like writer's block that you had to work through? Not really. And that's not because I'm a, I'm, I'm a wealth of knowledge by any means. It, it's really more of the job that I've had at Wilds Park for the last four years. I mean, mm. we're talking about leadership development every single day. And, and a lot of the stuff I talk about is a little bit more leading yourself than leading others, but it still all applies. And so I've spent years doing that. I've also read a lot of books, which, which is helpful stuff. And I have listened to a lot of podcasts and I've put people don't really know this, but like I posted on LinkedIn for 400 days in a row in 2022. And so it's not like all these ideas just came to me. It was practicing and failing over and over and over again. And I think that that's why I'm just encouraging others to start whatever the thing is, because you probably won't have the idea until maybe two years later. And again, I'm probably going to look back at the podcast I'm doing. I'm already thinking two years down the road or really six months down the road where I'm like, man, I'm kind of thinking at this point, I'm going to want to do this. So it's by no means have I arrived Mm -hmm. But I would just say I've spent a lot of time like learning and practicing this stuff for the last couple of years. And a lot of this stuff is are things that I wish that I could say in everyday conversations, but people don't necessarily want to be preached at. And also a life principle I really try to embody is to be interested over interesting, at least in real life. Uh, and so when I have a podcast and a screen, I can kind of talk to each episode is is, you know, targeted towards someone. And sometimes that someone is me. I'm not going to tag, you know, who it's targeted sure. to. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so just a couple of years. Alter call on the, <laughs> on the podcast. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, no, that that's great. I, I love that. Um, well, what, what resources do you look to? You mentioned that there, it, it can be, um, when it comes to leadership, it can be difficult to kind of wade through, uh, all the different material because there's so much we're inundated with it but how, what resources do you kind of look to i imagine that a lot of like mentors like at wild spark or otherwise um but tell me tell me about that yeah i i mean from working at wild spark we develop a lot of our own leadership content we're not like making up new leadership principles there's nothing new under the sun with leadership and so you know we kind of have our own flavor with it and so i've learned a lot from there and then my CEO and VP of operations here and director of sales. Like I'm learning a lot from, from them. Um, I've got a couple of different mentors that I meet with that I learn a lot from my dad. So just kind of conversations there, but from like a podcast standpoint, my favorite leadership podcast, other than the leadership spark, of course, which is the other one that I do. Um, nice. and I'm talking, this is about like for leading others would, would probably be Craig Rochelle's podcast. I mean, it's, it's pretty great when it comes to, Leadership. So I've learned a lot of stuff from there. Also LinkedIn. Hey, look, don't knock it till you try it. A lot of people I encourage, Hey, replace Instagram and TikTok with LinkedIn because most of the things, and it's kind of funny. There's a lot of like Reddit threads making fun of people who post on LinkedIn because there's everything on there is like kind of inspirational and cheesy, but, but mm -hmm. you can learn a lot from, from getting on there. And so I've learned a ton from there. I've learned a ton from these books. And so I guess if I look at like the faith, family, fitness, fellowship and future, faith, a ton of that. I'm just learning from my church, my pastor, Miles, a couple of different um, 
faith podcast that I listen to. I listen to a lot of John Mark Comer as well. Um, family stuff. I mean, I'm becoming a, uh, a dad. Well, I am a dad, but like, I'm a lot of what I'm sharing there is just stuff I'm learning from like my own experience and then like mentors that I have. Fitness is my biggest hobby. And so I've learned a bunch over the years from that. And then I have like a couple of like, you know, influencer friends that like I learn from, um, fellowship is probably just sharing what I've learned from truly believing that the quickest way in life to suffer is to try to do it alone. And so mm-hmm. through other like men's groups I've had or community groups at church, I'm just sharing like what I'm learning from there. And then future, that one is really one that I feel like I- I'm, I- I'm sharing a lot of just my stuff on because I have seen so many people chase the path of earning, 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 earning as fast as possible. And while yes, we need to make money, I would urge people, especially our age, especially like young professionals to learn before you earn. Obviously you have to learn and you have to be able to pay your bills. But I think the more that you can learn and the more valuable you can become earlier on, money is not going to be an issue for you later on. But I think a lot of people just chase the earning path and they're not learning as much. And so then later on they're either burnt out or they're not as valuable. And, and so, so I mean, sorry, I, I could talk about this stuff for, for a lot, but it's kind of where I get some of the stuff from. Yeah, definitely. Well, that, that last piece kind of stuck out to me because I think that a, something that's pretty prevalent um, for a lot of young people right now is a uh, sense of, um, Oh man, the wow, the term's escaping me really, really hard right now. Um imposter syndrome. Uh yeah. so like if it it if we can do some things to help kind of combat that idea too, like it, equipping yourself well, um, looking to to strong resources and you know, exercising what you've learned um in, in practicality, um, then you know, that then you can combat that that, that sense. Um uh and you know, grow, grow and develop in that way. I, I like that a lot. Um, well, well, tell me about LinkedIn and how you use it. Because for, for me, I think, I think I kind of had a similar connection to you, like in college where it was a requirement for, you know, whatever professional development course or, or whatever, uh, it might be. Um, and that's still uh, a lot of how I look at it. I don't, uh, I, I don't tend to, um, peruse it and look through but like if i see somebody uh, at at the company that i work at um has gotten a promotion you know it's offer them a like and, and stuff like that but like tell me how do you use it because you the the posting for 400 days in a row is doing that just period like on instagram or wherever that's that seems intimidating to me but doing it on linkedin because there's the um the work professional component there that seems even more intimidating uh, so tell me tell me about LinkedIn and and your relationship with it LinkedIn has definitely changed my life I, I just I, I'm not even like exaggerating it basically anything that I'm doing now came from LinkedIn at some level I, I the amount of personal connections that I've made um, money that's come from it ideas for a podcast. It's just, it is a, it is a global network that has an unbelievable amount of opportunities. Now I do want to be very clear. I work for an organization that encourages posting on LinkedIn. It's not like, Hey, you need to post on LinkedIn, but nobody at work. If I post is like, dude, what are you doing? Like, Mm -hmm. why are you posting on LinkedIn? Now, granted, it also is a gold mine because we do leadership development. So that's pretty interesting. 
if you work in an accounting firm, that's awesome. And you do really important work. But if you post about your accounting work, nobody cares. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so right. I, I do have like this advantage there. But the biggest advantage from LinkedIn is that nobody posts on it. It is a virtual resume and you just post about when you get promoted. And so there's, I think it just crossed 1% of people. There's like over a billion users on LinkedIn, but only 1% of people are regularly posting something that's mm. not like a job promotion. And so imagine Instagram, if everyone had Instagram, um, but you were like the only person posting on there. Well, you're probably going to grow really fast because there's got to be content to look at somewhere. Yeah. And so over the last two and a half years, I'm one of the only people that's posting on there. And so that's just a lesson of like seeing an opportunity in like a, a market that is just like begging for people to jump into and doing it. Now, I wasn't the first to do it. I actually was just scrolling on there and um sending a connection request to every person in HR in the United States of America. Um, you probably get those. This is back in 2020 uh, because I was selling them WildSpark. But as I was scrolling on there, I started seeing people almost treat it like a Twitter, but with like a little bit more uh, inspiration and yeah. like a little bit more of a bend towards work, but also talking about like their families and what's important to them in life and their side hustles. And obviously they all worked at organizations that were like at some level supportive of this. And I know that some organizations might not be um, you know, they may have a caveat at the bottom of, Hey, I work at this company. We do this X, Y, Z thing. But like my LinkedIn stuff is, is, you know, separate from that. This is not yeah. like a reflection of the company, whatever. But like I started seeing them do that. And at first I actually kind of like thought it was kind of cringe. I was like, what in the world are they talking about? Uh, but then at work it, again, this goes back to why I'm so grateful for my organization. Wild spark. One of our VPs here said, Hey, there's some organizations that have done really well with this. They have about 20 employees, but people think that they have 500 because five of their people are really active on LinkedIn. He was like, I want to try that. So for the last two and a half years, we've had a couple of people that are like super active on LinkedIn. And the the last several hires we've had came inbound because they were like, wow, this seems like an awesome place to work. Like, I, this is awesome. And so people were so outspoken. Exactly. And so it is, I mean, I, I have mentors from LinkedIn, people that I've been able to mentor people that have come to work to wild spark financial opportunities like that. So the, the world, the world is your oyster. I, I suck at saying that word, but with LinkedIn, I, yeah. it's just this like sea of opportunity that nobody's leaning into. And I know that other people have barriers to entry that I don't have, but it's been, I, I could talk about LinkedIn for forever. <laughs> that's, that's, it's so interesting. I, uh, that's it. Yeah. You mentioned like the, the cringe component of, of like, ah, like I, I don't really know how to relate to it. I think more and more it's becoming clear of like what it's meant for. Like there's, there's different ways to connect and like be able to share. But you, I, I like what you said a lot too about like the, the recruitment kind of element of not that you, you guys were misleading, but that uh, because there were so many people like sharing their experiences and, and posting on LinkedIn, like that kind of helped to attract some like-minded people for, for hiring. Um, that's the, that's a really cool thing. Like the main thing that I kind of see in, in my workplace is like sharing like wins, like for the company, mm -hmm. like if there is, you know, new product that's done really well, or like just general like sales and stuff like that. Like a lot of those articles like get shared or like personal growth, like stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the, it's um it it's interesting to kind of think about it in a in a different framework because it's not something that I'm used to. Uh, I like I like hearing about that a lot. Um, and 
in HR, I've been, it's uh, a, a lot of what I'm doing is kind of assisting with some of the recruiting elements. Um, so I think there's, there's some application there. If, it, if, if that's what I intend to do is, is that then we can, we can grow that and we can learn it. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Um, so, well, tell me what, uh, what about the podcast did not come to you as easily? Um, what, what did, do you identify like, Hi, I'm not so good at this and I need to get better at it? You, you mentioned the learning piece, like leading yourself before leading others. So what, what did you identify that, you know, like, ah, I, I got some room to grow here. So I think this was super kind of, of God to give me this idea, but I have gotten a little worried over the last couple of years as I've been in the leadership development space and I have these books behind me and I listen to podcasts and I post on LinkedIn and I have a podcast of like, do I believe this stuff? Am I living it out? Or do I just like listening to myself talk because I bought a microphone, you know, mm. like, so that was the, the biggest thing is practicing what I'm preaching because, um, man, you can, you can have like a skill set to be able to galvanize and try to like motivate and inspire people. But leadership is like way more about who you are than what you do. And some of the best leaders I know are introverted and they don't like having the microphone. And those are some of the best leaders I know. It's not always the person that can just stand in front of people. And that's a big part of like my story, my whole life, I feel like has just been trying to like be the guy that stands in front of people and talk because mm -hmm. I like being in the spotlight and it's all about me. And so like, I built my own kingdom when I got to college and that was all my focus. And I kind of got a fresh start from high school. Uh, any, any Vestavia people who are like Hampton Dorch, like if you think poorly of me from high school, I would have too. Um, <laughs> and so I don't blame you. Uh, but like going to college, I had a fresh start. Ironically, I went seven minutes down the road to Sanford, but nobody from Vestavia goes there. And so I spent, all of my energy and effort doing the things that I knew I was supposed to be doing and earning the approval of other people and all these different leadership positions and everything. And at some level, um, went through a lot of hardships midway through college. And that's what made me realize, Oh, well, it's because you're just living for yourself, buddy. You're making it all about mm -hmm. you and that's not fulfilling. And maybe people don't see that right now because you're good at masking it, but eventually everybody will know. And so you have yeah. a decision to make. And so my, my faith is a huge part of that. Roundabout way to answer your question, before I ventured into this new part of the podcast, I think this was really kind of God to give me an idea to say, hey, buddy, you need to live this out or you're just going to be talking to a screen and you're not really going to believe it. And then you're not going to be worth listening to. And so the idea that I had is something called Friday Five, uh, where I found uh, five guys, four other guys, uh, two of them went to Vestavia, um, two other guys. So five total, we meet at 5 a.m. We do 50 push-ups. Um, we run five miles, then we do 50 more push-ups, and then we sit around a fire. So yes, I'm really cheesy with my F themes here, but nice. um, we sit around a fire and we talk about faith, family, fitness, fellowship, and future every single Friday morning at 5 a.m. There's no excuses because nobody has anything going on at five. And that has been the biggest highlight other than having a daughter of my life over the last six weeks as I've started this. And so I would say, to answer your question, the biggest weakness, frustration, thing I didn't expect was Hey, you're, you're decent at talking to a microphone and some people will listen to you, but if you want this to be sustainable and if you want to be worth following, and if you want to be believable, then you need to live this out yourself and you need to have accountability here. And so now I have real life 
accountability weekly on each of these topics. And it's made it all that much more worth it for me to do. Nice. I, I love that. I, well, I, I really love what, um, something that you touched on about the self-accountability um, in sharing uh, like the, the, the content um, and like kind of preaching to yourself. I think that's something that's really important to be able to do um, because I don't know, it, it can feel like before you start doing that for, at least for me, that it's like, I'm being a hypocrite here. Like by saying this stuff out loud and not living it out, I'm, I'm outing myself as someone who, who can't do that. But in, in reality, I think that it, it is good to do those things. Like to say like, here, here's, here's something that you ought to be doing. And like, but like you said, like the, uh, uh, content without, uh, in, intention or action is, is, um, is just entertainment. Um, but like, do I, I, there, there's something special there about like preaching to yourself in, in that way. Um, and I love the accountability too, of that, of that smaller group, like to, so we're recording this on a Thursday, so you'll, you'll be heading out tomorrow morning to, to do that or, or wait, yes, actually, um, okay. It is Thursday. I was, <laughs> I'm losing track of everything here. Um, but yeah, I uh, I love that. That's that that's great. Um, that yeah, that that that's awesome. Sorry to uh to give you to give you so many. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, but no, but, no, I, but I love that. Um, something that uh, I like to ask everybody is, what impact have you seen yourself making? Obviously, in the leadership space, you're going to be touching a lot of different folks in, in a lot of different ways. Um, but is, is there anything that's kind of surprised you like coming back like, oh, wow, it's, it's cool that I made a connection with this person in this way? I would say from the podcast and from LinkedIn, I've been really encouraged because typically the people that are impacted the most are the ones that you have no idea are watching or listening. Mm. And I've had a lot of people over the years maybe message me later on like, Hey, I've really appreciated what you've shared from LinkedIn and they've never liked it. They've never commented on it. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't know you were seeing that. And then, um, with my podcast, even like, I think some like distant relatives that I don't get to talk to, have been listening to it. And it's funny. Cause I say it's like for ambitious young professionals and my wife's side of the family, they're all in California and I have like nine grandparents over there. They're all incredible and I love them dearly, but I think that it's been a cool opportunity for them to, to listen to me, like their, their grandson-in-law that lives yeah. in freaking Alabama. Um, and I think that some of the stuff that I've been able to share about faith has been, that's what I'm most proud of, obviously not because of myself, but just because of the work that God has done in my life. And now I'm able to share that. And I've just been able to share some pretty practical frameworks that I've learned. And one thing that I realized is, I think living in Birmingham, Alabama can be dangerous because, you know, I would say we're in like the buckle of the Bible belt or mm -hmm. just because like you live here and you're a nice person. It's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would have said that too, but I've, I've really learned like what it actually looks like to follow God. And so yeah. being able to share some of those things, I think it's gone a long way for, for some people. And I'm really just, the, the cool part is I'm preaching to myself, like, six years ago, you know? And so there's somebody six years behind me that's, that's hearing that. And I think it's resonating. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that a lot of people would have had some more experiences to you in that Birmingham, I, I have always felt is kind of insular. Um, it, it is easy to, 
um, just get caught up with, you know, keeping up with, you know, Tanglewood <laughs> or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it was something affirming that I kind of felt in like going out, um, just getting out of Birmingham. Like that's, I went to college in Tennessee and like it, it helped me to appreciate it in coming back. Um, so I, I love that. And I love that, that, um, you've gotten to connect with, with folks in, in different way. And especially like on a family level, like, Oh, like, yeah, like I got to do this. I had a, I had a cool conversation with my, with my uncle when he was in, you know, everybody's in town for Christmas. He was like, yeah, like I like, I like the way that you interview and, and stuff like that. And we got to be talking about some of the guests and stuff. And, um, it was, it was cool. It was cool to be able to, to share that, um, yeah, it's it, it. I I love getting getting to foster those connections uh, and using the podcast as a as a tool for that. It's it's a cool thing. I think it makes it worth it in and of itself. That no matter what it looks like down the road, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Well, uh, tell me what what do you think is in the future for Wake Up and Lead? Ooh, good question here. I this came organically and it came from LinkedIn, not wake up and lead, but there is someone I know from LinkedIn. It's, it's this guy who is a CEO of a company in Nashville and I had been connected to him for a while. And he actually, this was one of the, you know, biggest honors that I've gotten, but he actually asked me to mentor his son like two years ago. And this guy goes to Alabama. And so, um, me and this, this college student, his name's Harry. Uh, we we keep in touch and talk a lot, and I've been able to help him through some spiritual stuff, some fitness stuff, some career path desires, and so um, people always ask like about my podcast or LinkedIn. They're like, "How are you monetizing?" And like, I I mean, there's there's some elements to that that I wouldn't say that's like the massive intent, but in the future. There, I, I could see there being some opportunities for more of of that. Um, having just some some younger guys where, and and not that it has to be someone that's like in college, but that's just what I've done. And I would I would be fired up to to be able to you know find a freshman, sophomore, junior in college that's just trying to find the right path and just kind of talk them through some of that stuff. So I, if I were to like try to pick a lane and and turn it into some level of like business, if you will, I would probably kind of cater it towards, yes, this is helping young professionals, but for college students who are really needing to be acting like young professionals or about to be one, here's what to expect. And here's some mindsets to have. Nice. Uh, I I love that. Yeah. I think that goes very, um, very nicely, like in hand with, with your mission too, is, you know, helping with young professionals, but the, the folks that are kind of immediately turning into the young professionals are the folks that are need that practice the most. And uh, I like that. I, um, yeah, that's, I, there's something about, uh, young people like high school and college age that I, that something that resonates with me, like it's a very transitional part of your life. You're finding out so much about yourself and your faith and, and everything, uh, like that, that it's, it's cool to watch them navigate, even if you're, you're just along and like being a listening ear. Um, it, it's very cool to watch them blossom into the people that they're going to be. Um, Cause mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, um, I, I'm at a point now where a lot of the, um, the, a lot of the kids that 
were in my cabins and stuff it, at camp they are now like announcing like their their college like intentions or like i i had a couple um a couple of guys that are now you know they're doing their uh, their visit announcements and they're like trying on like different football gear and doing like the graphics and stuff i'm like dang that's so cool that all of these kids are like like five inches taller than me and like yeah like 20 pounds heavier and they're like like obviously there's the physical difference but then there's the the uh the developmental differences too of like wow they're like pursuing college athletics or they're doing um this kind of field it, it's it's it, there's some there's something inherently rewarding about working with young people i think it's i think it's really awesome what you're doing mm. thanks man yeah it's a bunch of fun so love that. Well, last last question here. Um, and this is a tradition that I kind of goofed uh, up on in the last couple episodes because I don't think that I took down the question from the previous episode. But basically, what we give everybody the opportunity to do is ask a question to the next guest. So my, it's my fault for not uh, perpetuating the, the cycle here, but we'll rebuild and mo move on now. Um one of our previous guests, Kendall, she asked, if you could pick a new career, what would it be? Where would you go? So that's going to be, that. that's for me, pick a new that, career. That, that's for you. And then I'll give you the opportunity to, to ask your question to whoever comes next. If I could pick a new career, I would uh, start my own business. I, I don't, I don't know if I can tell you exactly what that is, but I would come up with something. And if, and if somebody was like, you have to start it today, I would probably... I, I would hammer down on wake up and lead and like finding um, the reason I say college students is one. I feel like, I feel like I can help a lot because that was just me. Uh, but also transparently college students, certain ones, their parents are willing to invest uh, in them. And I think I could, I, I can make a business out of that. So if I had to make a business today, it would, it would be that. Um, I don't think that like long-term I'm wanting to build like some sort of coaching network or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, but if it had to be that today, I would do that. But, uh, I don't, I don't think that there's like another job that I would want to do. I, I, I would definitely want to start my own thing. I don't know if that's an entertaining answer, but no, yeah. I, no, I love that. Um, uh, episode that is not out yet, but will, uh, will be the one that comes out before this was, um, well, actually, no, Wesley's episode came out yesterday. So that one is available. My, uh, that's my fault there. But he started his own um, uh, exterior uh, services um, business. So it started out as pressure washing, but now he does stuff like um, uh, during the holiday season, uh, putting up lights and, and stuff like that. Um, and it was really cool to get his perspective on uh, entrepreneurship and, and everything like that. It was, uh, it, it was a great great episode great great getting to talk to him but uh but yeah that's uh, i love that so what what do you think that you would ask the next guest i'm of course i'm gonna go deep here i can't i can't not help it um i believe that we are all liars and we lie to ourselves all the time mm -hmm. and so my question would be to the next person they'd be like geez dude uh <laughs> What are you lying to yourself about? Ooh, I like that. I think it's it's a good like telling question. It get it kind of cuts straight through. Um, yeah, we'll see what they share on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'll see the level of vulnerability they're willing to step into. Uh, 
I love that. Yeah, and I'm, I hope that we achieve a certain level of vulnerability uh, on the show, and that um, that's that's one goal there. But yeah, absolutely. Well, Hampton, thank you so much for for being a guest. Do you have any closing thoughts before we wrap it up for the for the episode? A couple of things we hit on. One, if you wait for all your ducks to be in a row, it'll be too late. It'll never happen. So start the thing. Just do it. Just take action. I promise you, you will not regret it. And then the other part is a lot of you, you probably did. We talked about this too. You probably did do some cool things in high school and college if you win and serving at camps and youth groups and everything. If you're in a role right now, you're kind of at the bottom of the totem pole and you see that being the path of the next few years, don't just accept that that's what it is because then you'll probably just end up being the next manager that somebody doesn't like. <laughs> so I really would just challenge you to whatever leading yourself means to you, I'm not going to say listen to my podcast. If, if you think that'll be helpful, great. But at the end of the day, like I said about fitness, we know what we need to do for the most part for leading yourself, for getting your act together, mm -hmm. uh, for doing your best. Like we know what we need to do and you just need to do it. So whatever it is that you know you need to do, just go do it. Yeah, uh, I love that. Well, that thank you so much, Hampton, for for coming on. It's been a total pleasure to to sit and talk with you and and catch up and look forward to uh, connecting in the future. That'll, that that'll be great. But uh, that's gonna conclude episode thirty of When I Was Your Age. Thank you guys so much for being here. Um, if you have made it this far, throw it up on the story. Say that like, hey, I made it through all an hour and uh, thirteen minutes uh, of this show. That would be uh, a really crucial piece. Um, but. Thank you guys so much for being here and we'll catch you in the next one.